Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, February 25th. S&P futures are down about five points. That's about 12 basis points. NASDAQ futures are off about 85 points. That's about 65 basis points. Asia generally rallied strongly across the board. The mid-European indices are up about 15 basis points overall. Very similar price action in Europe to what we've been seeing now for several, several days. So strong outperformance in cyclical value groups, specifically autos, mining stocks, banks, energy stocks. All those groups have been very strong um, all month, and that's continuing uh, today. You are seeing the travel reopening stocks, which have been caught up in the rally um, over the last several days as well as investors embrace the reopening theme. You are seeing some profit taking in uh, those travel reopening names, which have been quite extended on the upside. So you're seeing um, it's very much kind of a groundhog day morning. So bonds are very weak. Yields are rising across the board, not just in the U.S., but globally. You know, a lot of this, you know, momentum doesn't just um, occur in equity markets, they occur in fixed income as well. So, you know, I think you're now seeing momentum take over from bonds versus, um, you know, a response to, to incremental news. It's more of just the same. So stimulus, massive stimulus. Um, aggressive reopening as investors really become more positive about the pace of vaccinations, especially in the U.S., where you could get herd immunity by the end of April. Um, all the while, you have the Fed yesterday talking about how they don't see any reason to even be thinking about tightening policy, and you're going to have a 1.6 to 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus bill that could sign into law um, within the next several weeks, and that follows a 900 billion dollar bill that was signed into law just in December. So all those factors have all been in place now for several months. They've been driving equities, and now you're seeing fixed income markets start to respond. The narrative that stocks are getting hit because of bond yields um, is very, very reductive. Does not nearly. Um, does not really describe reality. Um, you know, equity markets have held up very, very well despite an enormous increase in yield year to date. So you've seen stocks see some hiccups lately. You're seeing certainly a rotation beneath the surface as investors shift out of momentum stocks, which dominate the indices, and move into um, some of the more cyclical value stocks. But it cannot be said that stocks are are seeing material selling pressure because of yields. The equal weighted S and P is up 2% week to date. It's up nearly 9% month to date. Um, and it's up, you know, eight, eight and a half percent year to date, despite 10 year yields being up, you know, close to 60 basis points year to date. So, um, you know, again, stocks are enormously resilient despite what's occurring in bond markets. Um, you are seeing, so just shifting back to central banks, um, you know, I think Powell is in a minority in terms of how he is very relaxed with what's occurring uh, in bond markets. So you're seeing other central banks, specifically the ECB and the um, Australian RBA overnight, start to express alarm about what's happening in bond markets. The ECB in particular has been aggressive and rhetorically intervening in markets. You had Lagarde come out Monday. Um, talk about how the ECB is closely watching what's happening in bond yields. Yet another ECB official overnight um, talking about how the ECB um, will kind of fight what's occurring in bond yields um, as central banks attempt to talk down yields from what's occurring. Uh, like I said, Powell Tuesday and Wednesday in his testimony really had a, had an opportunity to rhetorically intervene in markets. He did not. I suspect you are going to see more Fed officials over the coming days. So you have, you know, Every day, you're going to have a bunch of Fed officials speak. You have a bunch today. I suspect you are going to see more Fed officials start to rhetorically intervene, specifically um, highlighting how the Fed does have a powerful tool in its arsenal, um, whereby it could shift the duration focus 
of its existing quantitative easing um, to help kind of clamp down on the yield rise. So I, I do suspect you'll see that increase going forward. Um, you know, otherwise, as, as far as macro news is concerned, you know, again, it's, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, just just running through all the major themes on fiscal stimulus. The House is going to pass the Biden bill tomorrow, $1.9 trillion. It's going to go to the Senate. The Senate will revise it. It will shrink the number. Um, the price tag probably will go down to about $1.6 trillion. You're going to probably get the minimum wage stripped out completely. It gets back to Biden's desk by about the middle of March. He signs it into law. Once that occurs, they're going to launch the second stimulus bill, the Build Back Better one that could be worth as much as $3 trillion. Keep in mind that $3 trillion is over 10 years, so it's not as big as it may seem. Um, that bill will include tax hikes. It will also include huge infrastructure spending. I do think, though, that it's extraordinarily unlikely that you're going to see that get passed into law. You are seeing, um, you know, again, I think the appetite for big fiscal stimulus bills at this point in time, where you do have a recovery occurring, where you have yields backing up, where you have more concern around inflation. I don't think there's going to be any appetite in Washington for another huge blowout fiscal bill. Um, and so I suspect that investors should be tempering the, any any uh, infrastructure spending hopes that they have. Um, but that's kind of the background on fiscal stimulus, on monetary policy. Um, you know, again, talked about most of it. Powell just spent two days um, reiterating a lot of the same messages that the Fed has been talking about now. Um, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, no need to, to tighten policy right now, not concerned about inflation at all. They do acknowledge that you will see numerically an increase in inflation, largely because of the base effects as some of the um, depressed figures from last year kind of shift out of the calculations. They also do acknowledge that you're going to have some temporary supply chain um, strains, which will create upside inflation. They do not see a sustained rise in inflation, which is what they would respond to. Um, they also don't seem concerned about asset prices. They do acknowledge that there is some connection between monetary policy and asset prices, but they do not see a need to tighten monetary policy because of what's occurring in markets. So, um, you know, Powell is giving the green light um, with regards to, um, you know, keeping policy on track. And like I said, he was he did not really um, express alarm about what's happening in bonds. Um, but I do suspect that that will change with regards to at least other Fed officials. Uh, and on COVID, Again, very much more of the same. The news remains very positive um, with regards to transmissions, hospitalizations, and then the vaccination pace. So Johnson Johnson will get emergency use authorization perhaps as early as tomorrow. Um, if not tomorrow, then it'll be Saturday. That will put three vaccines on the market in the U.S. The vaccination numbers are set to surge throughout March and April as Moderna Pfizer increase supply. And then you have Johnson Johnson hit the market and where you could have herd immunity by um, the end of April, you are seeing, um, you know, a ton of announcements regarding from companies and local governments about how they're lifting various different restrictions um, with regards to um, their lockdown, um, their lockdown restrictions that have been in place because of the pandemic. So I suspect that you're going to see more of those types of headlines over the coming months. Again, that's feeding into the the increase in yield. So, in, you know, it's not necessarily a pure positive for equities. Um, equities in large part have responded to it already. And now you're seeing that occur in bond markets. Um, a lot of micro news to go through. Again, I'm not going to really um, talk about it all on the call this morning. So you had a lot of earnings out last night in the US. You had a bunch more in Europe today. Um, I have everything documented and highlighted in the piece. And then just on the calendar for today, quickly, um, you know, again, you are going to have a lot of Fed officials. So it'll be interesting to hear again. When a Fed official comes out and says that they are not changing policy, that should not be news. We know that right now. The question becomes if the Fed would 
respond at all to what's happening in bonds specifically again would they shift the duration of their quantitative easing that is the key i think um with regards to any change in the fed for a fed official to come out and say that you know they're not worried about inflation and that they're going to keep rates at zero and that they're going to continue with quantitative easing that's not news um weekly claims is probably the big economic number today although unlikely to be very important the pce which is tomorrow morning is very important obviously given that um, that is the Fed's preferred inflation measure. So that's tomorrow morning at 8.30. Um, just circling back to Thursday again, Biden's U.S. Trade Representative nominee will have a confirmation hearing in the Senate. So you probably could see some China trade headlines. Bernie Sanders is going to be holding a minimum wage hearing in the Senate. Um, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I suspect the minimum wage will probably be stripped out of the Biden bill. Um, if not stripped out completely, then dramatically dialed back. So they're trying to increase it to 15, um, you know, probably 10 to 11 at most. Twitter as an analyst meeting. Um, and then you have earnings. You have a lot of earnings tonight, actually. Um, just running through the big ones, Airbnb, Autodesk, Beyond Meat, Salesforce.com, DoorDash, Dell, Etsy, HP, uh, Rocket Mortgage, VMware, Workday are just some of them. So tonight we'll be very busy with earnings. A lot of momentum stocks um, are going to be reporting tonight. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.